the word of the Lord from 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 12 to 17. I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing me to his service, though formerly I was a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent opponent. But I received mercy because I acted ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord overflowed with me for the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. But I received mercy for this reason, that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. To the King of Ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our gospel proclamation is the epistle of 1 Timothy that I just finished reading for you and serves as the basis of our theme for the 14th Sunday after Pentecost. The knowledge of God rather than the darkness of ignorance. Last week, we talked about redemption found for a slave master and his slave. This week, we see a blasphemer, persecutor of the Christian church, an all-around insolent person who is appointed by God himself to service and one of the most crucial leaders of the early church? I gotta say, what is happening here? In God's word, it is God's mercy to those who act ignorantly in unbelief. And the mercy of God can work miracles beyond our comprehension. In studying this week, this had a fundamental impact on me as your pastor, the one who's entrusted with the care of your souls. But it is not only you. It is those who are agnostic in our community as well. You see, our community is not just the church and all who worship here on any given week. It's a much broader than that. It is the families that come here from our other Christian denominations. It is the families who have no church affiliation. It is the families who attend neither, but are affected by our efforts through the food bank, our crisis pregnancy center, and the area homeless. It's the people in the grocery stores and barbershops that see our children's uniforms and see their behavior as a reflection of our ministry. It's the first responders who work with us on fire drills and emergency exercises, park in our parking lot and catch people speeding from there, and even the life flight helicopter crews who came and picked up our broken kids and helped put them back together again. All of this community is affected by Christ and what he can do and is doing right here on campus and beyond. And I realized that amid that variety of community members will be people who are agnostic or ignorant as the scriptures define the Apostle Paul in his own words today. And I also realize 
that we may not always be paying attention to them as future possible Pauls and Paulines in our community, just waiting for that blinding light that will show them the way to God's truth and mission for them to save an increasingly dark and spiritually inhospitable world. Scripture says in John chapter 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. I share many examples with you that shows you how different the world can be from our experience here in America. And today's example is how difficult it is for us to understand real darkness. We are so blessed to have street lights, house lights, and consistent electricity provided to make nightlife possible. I have even gotten to the point of carrying a pen light with me everywhere I go that helps me in low light conditions that would not be a problem for most younger people, but it is hard on my eyes. So even in situations where there's no light, I almost always have access to this little light of mine. But this is unique to the Western world. Most places I have traveled outside of our country do not have that. Grid systems are not as complete as ours. Batteries are not plentiful. And even where solar-charged panel provide light in areas with no grid, even that light is limited. Some still have no light at all, save candles or oil lamps. The stories I've heard about missionaries are terrifying when they had to travel from village to village at night because traveling during the day was either too hot or too dangerous because of enemies to Westerners bringing their Christian religion to these regions. And their description of the dark is horrifying. If the moon was not out, they couldn't even see their hand in front of their face to see the narrow path through the jungle. They didn't want to use a light because that would only alert the night predators as to their location. So they had to trust their guides and friends who traveled with them and knew the land like the back of their hand, even though they could not see it. I imagine it had to be like when Jerry one of our blind members years ago was making a map of the campus with the help of Jane from New Visions for Independence. After a while, Jerry knew where he had to go because of steps he would count that would get him right to the bathroom, the fellowship hall, and the sanctuary if he was by himself without his wife Ruth's help. But unlike Jerry, if the missionary guides lost their way, they could light a single candle get a quick reference to the train around and surrounding them and quickly pick up their path, extinguishing the candle again for safety reasons. And the missionaries told me how powerful that light was once ignited because it was pitch black and the single candle would light the entire forest 20 to 30 yards in every direction. This is how dark the unbeliever's world is. They cannot understand God. They cannot see his truth. 
They cannot even comprehend that all they know from the world is simply increasing their agnosticism rather than leading them to the truth. This is exactly how dark and agnostic Paul's world was until blinding light from God blinded him so finally Paul could see Jesus clearly as his savior. When you know someone who lives in this kind of darkness, you can be that brief candle in their life that overflows with love for them by simply shining the light on their darkness. You know, it fascinates me how shining the light on something is akin to exposing evil and embarrassing someone by catching them in an evil act. In fact, the idiom, shed some light, used to have a positive connotation all the way up until the 19th century when George J. Adler used the expression in his translation of Fourier's history of Provencal poetry. On these antecedents that I shall first endeavor to shed some light. The point being to educate and reveal the truth. Later in the 20th century, it seems to have devolved into exposing criminal intent and bring the unjust to justice. And I fear the church is guilty of doing likewise in the 20th century as well. Instead of bringing truth to the agnostic, we encourage them in their ignorance by brutally shining the light on their lack of knowledge to make sure they look foolish. And we look like the good guys with the truth. We forgot the days of our ignorance and agnosticism like we were somehow superior to them. We are by nature sinful and unclean, and so are they. This is our family of Christ that does not know they are family yet. And how are we going to shine the light for revelation to them if we act like this light is not for them? Today, we start our God Connects class with people that have always been our family of faith. They just don't know it yet. And I have to say, you have done a good job of recognizing that people that are new here are every bit as important as the people that have been here from the beginning over 65 years ago. Because even if people did not believe the truth, they were still God's people and will continue to be whether we tell them or not. For God reveals his truth in an increasingly dark world, and the darker it becomes, the lighter the light of Christ will shine in a progressively murkier realm. We know this because we see it in Scripture. The ultimate light in the darkest historical day the world has ever seen. See that cross. And remember, before Christ laid there, the enemies of Christ came under the cover of darkness. They accused him of being the agnostic in a sinister secret meeting held hidden from the watchful eyes of God's people at night. Then they crucified him, certain that they were snuffing out his light and did nothing but kindle the eternal light of life that came to save an ignorant world. Believe it or not, that light shined through and because of his death. Because death could not hold him and he lived again, he became the ultimate message of truth. The world has failed to erase for over two millennia. The ultimate truth, that we are sinners saved 
from our sin. We no longer must live in the dark. We are the light that shines the darkness because Christ's light shines in us. Sinners saved and living for the new heavens and the new earth where there is no sun or moon because our Savior Jesus is the light there forever. So, why do you think our school is exploding with students along with all the other Christian schools in our community? Why do you think that we are growing as a ministry for the first time in 14 years? Why do you think new people are coming every week? Do you think it's because Michael had all the best musicians for the last 14 years and they're coming for our orchestra? Newsflash! More than half of those balcony ballad makers have just recently been sent to us by God. Do you think it's for the new wall and white linoleum flooring on the sanctuary? Newsflash, none of the people ever saw the old wall in Florence. Do you think it's for the new green poncho I wear every communion service? Newsflash, most of our new people don't even know why I wear it or frankly even care if I wear it any robes at all. No, each one of them in every context has come because they have heard about the undeniable light of Christ and the unapologetic and unfiltered truth of his word that was just fine for the world for 2,000 years since Christ died and rose from the dead for our eternal living. Yes, indeed, the light has come into the increasingly agnostic and ignorant world. But we will shower the unending light and love of Christ on everyone that knows it's the truth and want to live in the knowledge of God rather than the darkness of ignorance. Amen. Now may that peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.